Welcome once again to Global Broadcasting. Welcome to No More Babylon, where we learn how to be Babylon free, being independent of the degenerative world system around us. Today we will be going into the Word of God in the book of Isaiah 65, and we'll be listening to the heart of the Father concerning the times we live in and what He is saying to us. Now let's begin from Isaiah 65, beginning from verse 1. He says, I was sought by those who did not ask for me. I was found by those who did not seek me. I said, here I am, here I am to a nation that was not called by my name. I have stretched out my hands all day long to a rebellious people who walk in a way that is not good according to their own thoughts a people who provoke me to anger continually to my face. And while reading this, the Holy Spirit was notifying things through the scripture to me about Babylon and its system and its pattern and how we can easily identify it to ensure that we're not a part of it. And so it goes farther in verse 3 to say, a people who provoke me to anger continually to my face, who sacrifice in gardens and burn incense on altar of bricks, who sit amongst the graves and spend the night in the tombs, who eat swine flesh and the brought of abominable things is in their vessels, who say, keep to yourself, do not come near me, for I am holier than thou. These are smoke in my nostrils, a fire that burns all day. Behold, it is written before me, I will not keep silence, but will repay, even repay into their bosoms your iniquity and the iniquities of your father together, says the Lord, who have burned incense on the mountain and blasphemed me on the hills. Therefore, I will measure their former work in their bosom so we see in this scripture something very key something very profound he's unveiling to us step by step the things that disgust him about the world system we find today that many have embraced unknowingly first he says the walk in a way that is not good according to their own thoughts if you've noticed something today, everyone is striving to do things according to what is right in their own eyes rather than doing things according to that which is right in God's own eyes. This is one fundamental evil of the Babylonian system. It doesn't acknowledge God. It doesn't reference God. It doesn't seek to do anything that is of God. Rather, it seeks only to do that which it feels is right, that which it thinks is right in its own mindset, in its own wisdom. And something that the Lord has said over and again to us all through scripture is that he turns the wisdom of the so-called wise men backward. We see that over in the book of Isaiah uh, 44 beginning from verse 24 he says thus says the lord your redeemer and he who formed you from the womb i am the lord who makes all things who stretches out the heavens all alone who spreads abroad the earth by myself who frustrates the signs of the babblers 
and drives diviners mad, who turns wise men backward and make their knowledge foolishness, but who confirms the word of his servant and performs the counsel of his messengers, who says to Jerusalem, you shall be inhabited into the cities of Judah, you shall be built, and I will raise up her waste places. So yes, we're in times where there seems to be so much affliction upon those who are seeking to do it right, who are seeking to walk that path. But the Lord is saying to us this day that he is restoring everything that you thought you've lost. If you abide in God's way and choose to do things his way, irrespective of the inconvenience, irrespective of the seeming persecution you might be faced with, Jesus is going to turn things around in your favor. He's going to raise up your waste places and is going to restore to you all that the enemy's body has stolen. But for those who keep doing things their own way, walking in their own imaginations according to their own thoughts, they will be devastated. A people who provoke me to anger continually to my face, meaning they do not reference the Lord. Babylon doesn't reference the Lord. It doesn't consider or put God into consideration in every of his ideologies, thoughts, and precepts. Rather, it chooses to do things according to what is right in his eyes. It never considers the Lord. It never acknowledges him in all of its ways. But the Lord is saying, These are people who provoke me to anger continually to my face, who sacrifice in gardens. There's been a misconception that if you do it and there is no instant repercussion, then it means that it is allowed, it is the permissive will of the Lord. But that is a deception from the pit of hell. Because it is at the end, it always speaks. When a man falls into sin, at the beginning, it seems to be joyful, it seems to be gratifying. But the end result of that sin is devastation, is destruction, is pain and reproach. And that is why scripture makes it clear to us that for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him, looks up to him, will not perish, but have everlasting life. For they looked upon him and they were lighting them, faces were not ashamed. But those who choose to continue in that path of sin, that path of despising God, and choosing to go in the opposite direction that he will have them go, they will be devastated. Why? Because they've gone out of the blessing, they've stepped out of his covering, and they're exposed to the wilds of the wicked. And so we see here, he says, and burn incense on altars of brick. What does this mean? They have other gods. Babylon always raises up for itself other gods, just as we saw uh, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon raising up for himself a golden image and saying to the whole world, you have to bow to this image. But thank God for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who refused to bow to that golden image. They said, we will not bow. Even if you throw us into the fiery furnace, we will not bow. For the God we serve is able to save us from you and from your fiery furnace, King Nebuchadnezzar. And even if he doesn't save us, we will not bow. Meaning they burnt their boat to reference the Lord. They chose to abide in his love. They chose to abide in his word. They chose to keep his precept even in the face of obvious persecution. Babylon will always raise up other gods and ask you to bow to it. The question is, will you yield or will you rebel against Babylon? Will you yield to God? 
and rebel against Babylon? Or will you yield to Babylon and rebel against God? Whichever one you yield to, you rebel against the other. And that's why scripture makes it clear. Jesus speaking, he said, you cannot serve God and serve mammon at the same time. Mammon is the God of avarice. It is the God of, of this world that pushes the desiring man to want to have things at the expense of people, at the expense of the love of God, at the expense of his word for their lives. But no more of that. Jesus is saying an end has come to that. I've drawn my curtain on that. Babylon is falling and it is time for you to find the path that will work because from now on, those who follow that path of avarice, seeking after other gods, running after money, running after mammon, running after, remember what the scripture says? It says those who hasten after other gods, their sorrows shall be multiplied. And it says those that hasten to be rich will not be innocent. Why? Because he knows that when you make money your God, when you make money the central focus of your life, you are sure to fall into sin. You are sure to lose your soul because money in itself is not the power that can rescue you. It is God who can rescue you. And he is the one who gives you power to get wealth. And so he says, and burn incense on the altar of brick, who sit amongst the graves, meaning the substitute God for things. The substitute God and his wisdom for the worldly wisdom around them. The goal to the devil, the goal to the world to ask how do we do things rather than coming to God to seek his wisdom. Rather than coming to God to seek his way, let's open our Bibles to the book of 1 Corinthians. The Lord is saying something very profound to us today. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 16. It says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Let no one deceive himself. If anyone amongst you seem to be wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he catches the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they foothold, Therefore, let no one boast in men, for all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours and you are Christ and Christ is God. Meaning when you make Jesus the central focus of your life, you begin to enjoy the things that others are trying to have the things that others are selling their soul to have, you will enjoy it gracefully. And this is the mystery in uh, Matthew 6, 33, saying, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every other thing will be added unto you. Meaning every other thing the world is dying to 
to have will be an addition in your life because you will have the superabounding grace of God in your life and inclusive to that grace will be every material thing you need. But first, you need to seek first God's way of doing things and being right. And I see that being your testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. I see you being that person who's seeking after the will of God, who's seeking after the kingdom of God, seeking after the interest of his kingdom, seeking after his way of living and being an example, a godly ambassador of Christ Jesus upon the earth in the name of Jesus Christ. And so it went further to say in verse 4, it says, who sits among the graves and spends the night in tombs who eat swine flesh and the brought of abominable things in their vessels, meaning they do all things abominable. They go against the law of God. They go against the wisdom of God. Babylon goes against the ways of God. Everything, sodomy is found in Babylon. Everything that is against the purity, the holiness of God is found in Babylon. It's time for us to separate ourselves from the evils of this world, from the deceptive philosophies and ideologies of this world. Men burning themselves with other men, women burning themselves with other men in light pushing, doing things that are abominable. It's time to separate yourself from that. You want to have God's best? It's time to separate yourself unto God and see the blessedness, see the increase, see the abundance that he will bring forth in your life according to his word. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Isaiah 51. Let's remind ourselves what we've been on for quite a while. In Isaiah 51, it says, Listen to me, you who follow after righteousness, you will seek the Lord. Look to the rock from whence you were hewn, and to the hole of the pit from whence you were digged, from whence you were dug. Look to Abram, your father, and to Sarah who bore you, for I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. It's time for us to keep our aloneness with God. It's time for us to stay faithful focusing on Christ Jesus, abiding in, in faith, abiding in love, abiding in his grace, because we're certain and we're sure of his abundance. Look at what he says in verse 4 of Isaiah 51. He said, listen to me, my people, and give ear to me, O my nation, for law will proceed from me, and I will make my justice rest as a light to the people. My righteousness is near, my salvation has gone forth, and my arm will judge the people. The coastline will wait upon me, and on my arm they will trust. Lift up your eyes to the heaven and look on the earth beneath, for the heavens will vanish away like a smoke, and the earth will grow old like a garment, and those who dwell in it will, be, will die in like manner. But my salvation, my deliverance, my redemption will be forever, and my righteousness will not be abolished. The righteousness of God will not be abolished. No matter what the world may say, no matter how they might want to fine tune it, no matter what this new age wisdom may be, it cannot do erode the wisdom of God. It cannot erode the righteousness of God. And it's time for us to come up either to that place of aloneness with God, stay separate from the world, abide in the truth of God's word, leave from the kingdom of God. Remember what I shared with us many days back. The wisdom of God is above the wisdom of this world and the righteousness of God is above the patterns of this life. If we will believe, 
set our hearts to it, and just abide in Christ Jesus. Everything others are dying to have by compromising will become yours on a platter of gold because you have made Jesus your goal. You've made Jesus the center of your focus. You've made Jesus your righteousness. And I see that being your testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. And so it went further to say in verse 5, Who say, keep to yourself, do not come near to me. I am holier than thou. These are smoke in my nostrils, a fire that burn all day. What is he talking about here? Hypocrisy. Something about the world system is it thrives a lot upon deception and hypocrisy, saying lots of things before the media, but doing something else in private. Hypocrisy never shows forth the glory of God. No matter how much you try to judge others, trying to be like the Pharisees and the Sadducees who say, do not do this, but in secret places they're doing it. God's not pleased with that. God's not pleased with that. And even if you're in the church, even if you're a Christian, what differentiates you from the world is not your church going but your lifestyle of faith in honor of God. That's what differentiates you from the world. A lifestyle of faith in honor of God. Aligning to his word. Aligning to his will. Remember what Jesus said. I do nothing except I hear my father say. And I say nothing except I hear. I do nothing except I see my father do it and I say nothing except I hear my father say, this is the lifestyle of faith. Living in the reality of the kingdom. Living in the reality of God's word. Living in the reality of his will for your life. So each day you want to find out the wisdom of God. In every situation you want to find out the wisdom of God. Lord, what will you have me do in this situation? You don't want to go to the world. You don't want to go to social media to ask how to tackle that problem. You want to go to God in prayer and ask him for his wisdom. Remember, prayer is a dialogue with God, not a monologue. It's not about you just speaking only. It's about you speaking and listening. Just as we read in Isaiah uh, 51 where he said, Listen to me, my people. Give ear unto my words, because I will teach you, I will lead you, I will show you my way, uh, for law will proceed from me, meaning a pattern that always work in my kingdom will proceed from me, and I will make my justice to rest as a light unto the people. How will that be? Because when you do his word, you will experience the testimonies of his grace. You will become a testimonial of his mercy and the world will see it and will come to learn at your feet. You, they will come to you to learn from you how you got it done and you will have an opportunity to testify of the grace and of the goodness of God. Let's open our Bibles to the book of um, Isaiah 48, beginning from verse 12, it says, Listen to me, O Jacob, and Israel, my called. I am he, I am the first, and I am also the last. Indeed, my hand has laid the foundations of the earth, and my right hand has stretched out the heavens when I called to them. They stand up together, all of you, assemble yourselves and hear. Who amongst them have declared these things? The Lord loves him. He shall do his pleasure on Babylon. And his arm shall be against the Chaldeans. I even I have spoken. Yes, I have called him. 
So the Lord is saying, an end has come to this Babylonian era. My hand is against Babylon and against the Chaldeans. And it is time for you. This word that I'm speaking to you right now, don't allow the enemy say to you, well, this is a judgment word to, to just judge me, but rather see it as a love call from the Lord who wants to exempt you from the doom and the gloom that will continue upon the world. The world hasn't seen anything yet. The world hasn't seen anything yet. Yes, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, but notice Whosoever believes in Christ Jesus will be the one who will be saved. He loves the world. He doesn't want people to perish. He doesn't love the death of a sinner. But if that sinner refuses him over and over as he's calling out to him day and night to say, listen to me, depart from evil, depart from wickedness, turn to me, turn to my righteousness, let me help you out of your predicament, then that person, that sinner will as well die in his sin, in his wickedness and will be judged. He will be the one judging himself because he has refused Christ Jesus. And that's why he says there is now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. But if you keep refusing Christ Jesus, then you have condemned yourself because you have refused the hope of salvation that is given to you. But the Lord is saying to you today, make me your Lord. Refuse to turn away. I am crying out to you now. Don't let me weep over you by reason of your disobedience, but rather let me show you my mercy by your obedience to me. All you need to do, dear one, is to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior and begin to abide in his love for you, begin to abide in his grace, begin to abide in his mercy towards you and see how he'll turn things around in your favor. Your past errors, your past mistakes, he said he'll forget everything. For those who are in Christ Jesus, you know what he said? He said all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Jesus by his blood blots out all of your transgressions, all of your iniquities, and he makes you new. And maybe you've been a Christian before, but when things got rough and tough, you slipped, you went back to the world. Jesus is saying you can return home now like that prodigal son, and I will meet you halfway and bring you home to myself. All you need to do right now is to join me in this prayer of salvation. Why? Because with your heart, you believe unto righteousness, and with your mouth, you make confessions unto salvation. And all you need to do is to say this with me, believe in every word of it with your heart, say, Heavenly Father, I come before you today, I repent of my sins and I repent of the past and every evil it stands for. Take my life, Lord Jesus Christ, and do something beautiful with it. Jesus Christ, I believe you came to this world, you died, and on the third day you rose again, so that I might be justified, so that I might be saved, so that I might be forgiven. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. I make you Lord of all that I have and all that I am. Take my life, Lord, and use it for your glory. Amen. Congratulations, you've said that prayer with me. Heaven is full of joy. Why? Because you've just stepped out of darkness into God's marvelous light. And all you need is to get yourself a Bible. If you don't have one, just go to any app store on your mobile device. And download the KJV, the NLT, or the Amplified Version of the Bible and begin to bask in his love for you. 
begin to bask in his goodness towards you and begin to superabound in the blessing. Link up with us. Link up with us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Tumblr at Glow Broadcasting. On Twitter, you can link up with us at Broadcast Glow. Have a wonderful and a blessed day ahead of you today. Remember blessed? Why? Because Jesus Christ is Lord. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know if you made that choice for Christ Jesus so that we can encourage you and help you in your journey of faith. Peace and bye for now.